0: workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY.
1: Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to register for our next workshop coming up April 28th through the 30th in Pennsylvania in the beautiful Poconos along the Delaware River. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY. That's one 800 497 8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio with your hosts, Jonathan and Stephen. This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now... Please welcome Jonathan and Steven on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio podcast. We're glad to have you with us. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Stephen Cervantes. How are you, my friend? I am blessed, Jonathan. Thank you for asking. That's awesome. Well, before we dive into today's wild and weird topic, <laughs> uh, I want to share with you, as we do periodically, that we are a listener supported broadcast. This means that the only way you're hearing my voice is because we've had generous partners who've come alongside of us over the years and have decided to financially partner with us. And we're so grateful to all of you who have decided to do that it's allowed us to continue to expand our reach into multiple countries and uh, and a d- different distributors and so we're grateful for that. If you would like to learn how you can come alongside and partner with us, just go to puresexradio.com and click on the donate tab. So Stephen, you're going have to <laughs> you're gonna have to do an amazing setup here because the listener just so you know he, he hands me this sheet that says the 22 immutable Laws of marketing. and so I'm thinking this is going to be interesting
0: I said Jonathan you're going to have to help me I'm excited about some things I've learned I think they have applications but you know, listeners, you are so great at being gracious to Jonathan and I, and so we may be calling on an extra dose of grace from you. But if but, you do,
1: if you do, email us at point at com. Make sure you direct all those to Stephen. <laughs> any of those comments on this this program?
0: That is too good. And and if, if this sparks anything, if you get a smile, if you think it's stupid, you know, if you want to rant, that's short only three or four lines. But yes, that would be good. So I'm, so this guy is talking about this book and they're talking about what book have you read that was really good? What book have you read that's been really good? And It's like they say this book. And so I don't know if you know this or not. I'm a little book chunky. I'm looking for books that are full of great ideas that like transform life. And so I'm reading this little paperback book and I can't put it down. It's old. Uh, um, you know, I got it off Amazon and, but, but the ideas in it just jump out at me and I'm thinking, I wonder if we could use this material on a podcast and make some applications. Cause we're trying to understand the mind and how does the mind work? And it's a gift that we have from God and he wants us to use it well. And if you got bad stuff up there, it's not going to work well, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm going to read some marketing ideas And I want you to think about them in terms of people and and ministry and sexual strugglers and brokenness and just how things work. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't capture the laws. I didn't capture any of the laws. I just took ideas out of this book that I thought were really interesting So if you
1: want the laws, you'll have to go get the book, (laughs) The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing by Al Reese and Jack
0: Trout. There you go. That's it. So number one, I'm just going to make some points here, okay? It's better to be first than it is to be better. Mm. It's much easier to get into the mind first than try to convince someone you have a better product than the one that did get there first. Mm -hmm. Isn't that Interesting. Whoever's first, because they said, okay, if you're first, you own the market. So when you think of a cola, what do you think? Coca-Cola. When you think of a copier, what do you think? Xerox. That's it. And it's funny because they're talking about you could be standing in front of a Rico copier saying, let's make a Xerox. You Make me right, a Xerox yeah. here. So, you know what I mean? It's like, and, and so, you know, what's the application if you've been lied to first? Mm. Right. If you bought a lie, whatever got in there first. Yeah. Something somebody's selling, peddling second. And think about that. There's
1: a great application of that because, you know, think of what got got dumped into your mind or dumped into your life first when it comes to sexuality. How many guys have we heard from that says, listen, my first exposure to anything Mm -hmm. about sexuality and sex was pornography. So guess what? They got the market share pornography was the first thing that was dumped into many men's and many women's sexuality, minds right? in you terms of trying to define program. sexuality. Wow. So think about it. Then when then somebody comes along when you're 15 and says, hey, let me tell you what the Bible has to say about sexuality. Well, they got some huge hurdles to go over because guess what's been in there first is pornography. Now, that doesn't always mean that the first thing is the right thing, right? Or that the first yes. thing is
0: the best, right? No, because then it goes on to say, if, if you're, you're first, you want to be first in a new category. Find a category that's not been explored and be first there. You mean like pure sex radio? <laughs> <laughs> but it's what you just said, the category of sexuality. Right, right. Who owned that? Did we have great spiritual teachers and leaders and mentors? or do we quietly go off by ourself mm. and have that category be taken over, right? That's a new category, and we have a new, you know, a taker, a new word that took that category, right? Mm. And so it's interesting how this applies to marketing, but it applies to people too. Because he makes this point, well, if you find someone's a little better than your husband or wife, would you really think it's worth changing? You know, this whole point of who's first? Right. Right. Yeah. Somebody's a little better. But it's like, I already got this one. That's first. It's like, no, I'm not going to go. You just right swap around for some. It's a little, a little better. Oh no. You, the first has the first spot. You know, it's interesting. Is there an application also to Christ, you know, being the chosen one, the first, the one set apart in the category, in the name? I mean, there's something about this, this, there's only one savior, right? Mm-hmm. He owns the category. Right. Mm-hmm. He he is the first to die. Right. For our sins. He owns that category unless you sold your soul to some lesser. Right. And some of us did. Mm-hmm. Some of us haven't given the category of, um, you know, who I submit my life to. And I'm going to sidetrack here a minute because it's like I love the story of Jesus and the life that he lived and the kind of man that he was. And it's like when I think of a man, think of a man What's the best life in that category? And I think Jesus lived, he loved, he sacrificed, he died. You know, he said, you can die for your friends. There's no better thing to lay down your life. I mean, you think about, he owns that category mm-hmm.
1: of manhood. Well, and that's why he's called the chief cornerstone. He's the foundation of the entire building. So he was there first in terms of laying the foundation for
0: the building, the kingdom of God. So, okay, so my next point on this list of points, once a mind is made up, it rarely, if ever, changes. The single most wasteful thing you can do in marketing is to try to change a mind because of the first thing. You know, the first person that gets there owns it. The mind gets set now this is not exactly true this isn't exactly science but it's interesting because it says if you go out there and try to change someone to thinking we're better than they are mm-hmm. he says it's the, it's the wrong way you have to blast your way in and it's a it's a tremendous waste to try to disprove them mm-hmm. and prove you're better
1: yeah this is why i think and i think there's this might be more of an e- uh, a comment on emotions than it is necessarily thoughts. When they're saying, you know, once once a mind is made up, it rarely ever changes. The, the thing I hear there is it's not as much that the mind has been made up through, you know, a series of rational and reasonable evidentiary type conclusions okay. as much as it is I was shown something first and my emotions got wrapped around it. So, therefore, Almost my shown. heart is entangled in mm. this thing. And so, I've got an emotion. For instance, hey, guess what? The first car I ever drove was a Ford. And so, I now, you know, somebody now is trying to bring me a Chevy. Well, I've I've built, it's not just a mind thing. There's also an emotional attachment That's to true. Ford That's pickup very truck. That's true. So People it's follow
0: like, lines, and my father had one and his. Father had yeah. An so O's when they mobile. say once a
1: mind is made up, it really ever changes. I think it's because the emotions get involved, yes. and you become emotionally attached to that thing. Again, that's think about that with true. think about that with pornography. Are you necessarily making a truly logical conclusion that pornography is the best thing for my life once you've been completely entangled in it? No, your emotional self is that's where yes. I run to for comfort, and that's yeah. where I run to to escape. And so, but there is a truism here in the sense that once you have been entangled in that,
0: yeah. it's very hard
1: to change that mind,
0: change that heart. And, I, and think about this next one in terms of what you're talking about, how people see you. Once you're perceived one way, that's it. <laughs> you're known as a certain kind of person. You cannot become a different person in their mind. It's that whole idea of once something's locked in, the mind, the mind loves easy and repetitive, right? To think and to rethink and to relearn and go through the pain. Once it takes the concept, it locks it in, You're, you are a certain way. Now,
1: for any of you listeners out there that are maybe struggling with how others perceive you, uh, let me tell you, it's not exactly the most flattering thing to be known as my, at my church as the sex guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd love to be just known as Jonathan, but... <laughs> That is too good. So that's the sex guy the over there. The sex so. guy, and you're right. Once they, per- once you're perceived
1: I, that way, that's it. I mean, my,
0: I remember when my wife saying, "You help those guys, but you're not one of them, are you?" <laughs> I said, "Dear, I'm not a sexual being. I haven't struggled sexually. I, I'm, I'm a, you know, perfect sexually controlled being. You know." Mm. So she shook her head and walked off. She didn't want to know. Right. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. they don't want to know too much that, you know, we're, we're flesh and blood. We're not walking perfection. But
1: think about that. You know, that's a very true thing. Um, think about some of the, the political scandals. Think about some of the religious scandals that have come out and what, what ends up happening. If I say the name Jim Baker, mm, yeah. what are you going to think, right? If I say.
0: Um, no, no, but what are you connecting that to? Well what's your point? If you say the name, what you're connecting it to something and I'm not with you.
1: I think the perception is, oh, that's a guy that built a bunch of people out of money and then went to prison. He's one oh. of those and then and then through that, then a lot of times people paint an entire religion based on those those fallen leaders. I see what you saying. And once yeah. that perception is set, it's like certain people will say all Christians are hypocrites. Right? Mm. Uh in the same way that somebody might look at, okay, Richard Nixon. <laughs> you, yeah. you only, the perception is you only know the scandal. That's you true. only know the person based on yeah, that. And he did
0: that. a lot of good and traveled to China, opened up China, but people just say Watergate. You're Nixon only remembered it. for that, yeah. That, this is hard because other people do it to us and we do it also, Yeah, right? it's a human
1: thing, you know. Mm. And I think what they're doing when they say these 22 immutable laws of Mark. Yeah, in some ways, that's not a changing thing. That's kind of the way we are as human beings, right? We want to take whatever this is this largest, most obvious aspect of your personality or your work, or what, whether it's good or bad, and say that's who you are. That's.
0: So let's look at these thoughts and tell me what you think. Perception is reality. Everything else is an illusion. Now you think about that because what it really means, perception is my beliefs are real. They're my beliefs. They're real, right? Whatever you tell me is sort of elusive. I don't get it. But what I believe and what I perceive. But, you know, it's sort of sad because I'm limited by my own perceptions, right? Right, right. My world is only as big as my perceptions of the world is.
1: And, there, and the problem with this is that, you know, if you explore this further, you realize there has to be a point at which there is objective truth, objective knowledge, objective, you know, there yes. are absolutes that are that are real and the thing is it's like because you're right we are each limited in our perception and if my perception starts to become sort of wonky
0: <laughs> yeah
1: in other words i start saying you know red is blue either i have a biological vision issue yeah or I'm starting to get outside of a
0: reality. reality. So it's yeah. like,
1: yeah, I may have a perception here, but it, <laughs> there, there can still be objective truth. But in terms of how we typically make decisions, it's based on those perceptions, isn't
0: it? Yes. And so this statement is made, all truth is relative to me. I'm the right, I'm right, I'm in the right, I'm the right person, the other person is wrong and then this this truth of what i believe and how i perceive and go through the world all become fused in my mind right so it's a very self we're all very self absorbed right this whole model is about you because there's no spiritual stuff in here there's mm-hmm. only right what i perceive as true is true my perceptions and my beliefs that's it
1: well and the way I would put it is your perceptions are real, they
0: may not be true. They're real to me. They not be been- They're real.
1: They're 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 an experience. They're you if you if you look at something and you see it, that's real. Your interpretation may not be true. Does that make sense? Okay. So you're validating the reality of the perception, but that may not be true. And I always try to distinguish that. Yeah. When somebody says all truth is relative, I'm thinking that's poppycock. <laughs> To say that truth is relative? Right, right.
0: But really all of my is, truth. Yeah, your, my experience. Your, your experience is, yes. is relative, but yes. that doesn't make truth relative. Right. And you're saying truth in terms of God and true, and spiritual truth, truth, right? I mean truth is truth. So if something's true, you Well can't... but if what well, but if I if I had a hard childhood and I say life is bad and you had an easy childhood and you say no life's easy, well that's my truth and your truth, right?
1: That's your experience. And well, so, well, well, there, and so well, your you, your experience was bad. That doesn't automatically mean that so all well, life is So, how are bad. you defining truth? Absolutely, it's. It, you know, I mean, foundationally, it's the yes. There is a spiritual component here, but it's 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 reality that goes beyond perception.
0: It's reality. It's the reality. That's not just my perception. That's right. Well, and it's the God stuff, right? Because God is a creator and yeah. it's fixed and it's defined and there is a way that things work. Right. That's yeah. John yeah. Eldridge's line I love. There is a way that things work and that's truth. And it's because our father of order set it up that way, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to have my own version, mini version of truth or perception or experience, right?
1: Yeah, we all have different perceptions mm-hmm. of it. Think of it like this. Uh, you know if a if a car accident occurs mm-hmm. and you have ten bystanders there all at different angles that are viewing the same thing. Mm-hmm. The truth is that a car accident occurred. all the variations of the perceptions of the angle doesn 't mean that because this one person that was looking at it from the southeast and saw only you know a third of the vehicle that was damaged that that then explains the entire reality of what occurred. Right. So the truth is the truth that the car wreck occurred in the way it did occur in reality, regardless of how you perceived it. Yes. Your perception of it is only a piece of it. And so the thing is, is like when somebody says, you know, their entire experience growing up was bad and negative and they got introduced to pornography and so they've got this perception that is seeing that angle of the car wreck, so to speak.
0: Yes, that doesn't
1: explain the entire car. That doesn't explain the entire thing. But what ends up happening is we get so absorbed in our own self, our own perceptions that we think we're going to extrapolate that out to
0: the entire rest of the world. And you say everybody's like that, or everybody yeah. did that, or for instance, that, right? going
1: back to Jim Baker. Okay, so he was like that. Therefore, I'm going to extrapolate that out, and all Christians are hypocrites. You know what I mean? Mm. So there's this idea of then taking the one angle, the one perception that I have, the one experience that I have, and then saying that must mean that all experiences are then similar to that.
0: So this is interesting because truth is 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 independent, and my perception is very personal. right? Yes, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, you know, and then and then would you say all truth is spiritual truth? When, Not necessarily. In your car, no example. Whatever happened, That's just
1: whatever happened. It, you know, when you hear the phrase, it is what it is, I mean, it's like
0: that is what happened. I can't believe a guy came back from a, a, a weekend retreat and he said, I understand now about life and I know how to deal with problems. I mean, this guy had been transformed. I said, Well, what did you learn? He said, This is what I learned it is what it is. And he said, that thing changed. Now I know how to deal with things. Now uh, that one line changed this guy. It was bizarre. It well, is I, what it is.
1: And I think when you understand, you said it earlier, you know, you've only got a limited perception. You're, we are all limited by our perceptions. And so I think once, you, once any of us can recognize that limitation, I think we can be a lot more present, a lot more in the now, a lot more um, gracious toward one another that when you do come to me and you say, all life is bad because I had a horrible childhood, I'm not immediately trying to convince you otherwise. I'm accepting that in mm. your limitation of your perception, the same way that I'm limited by my perception, you got hurt. You got wounded. Right. And if maybe there's a way that if I share my story with you, we can see that, hey, you know what? We're coming at this from two different angles, but we might meet, meet in the middle. We might find another... Angle at which to look at things. And so the idea mm-hmm. of being gracious towards one another with our limitations, I think, helps us to be able to be open to shifting our perceptions, shifting our perspective, rather than just immediately trying to tell somebody, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you don't tell a hurting person they're wrong.
0: You know, and this whole idea of perceptions and how I perceive things through my experience, either you're going to join me in that what you just said right Mm -hmm. or you're going to invalidate me right and you think about everybody walking around everybody's walking around wounded with confusion of thought right and and we're supposed to form community and we're supposed to just love right Mm -hmm. isn't it flat amazing that churches can form and people with such diverse backgrounds and perceptions and confusion and Slowness to change, which is the theme of this talk. How do you, how do you market so a mind changes mm-hmm. when it's fixed, and and it gets locked in? We're learning, right? Because mm-hmm. one thing will get locked in, and and pick a category, and the first thing in there locks it in is the truth, and you go through life believing that, and and then how do we shift a mind? how does that really occur because part of this thought is a mind is very difficult to change mm-hmm. people are very fixed and what we do is don't I want to hear your thought but but the author also says this is so stressful that sometimes we'll just project ourselves outward and we would rather live in movies and books and television mm-hmm. because the whole idea of i'm fixed and It is easy to live simple and fixed and then go find some distraction out there than it is to honestly look at myself and my broken parts and my shortcomings and my flaws and my misperceptions and take a breath and say, um, I'm not done. Mm -hmm. And by looking at you and talking to you, I'm not done because I see where you are.
1: Right. And one thing I would say is I think one of the ways we do this to help the shift occur is we must validate each other's experience. So when a person says, you know, when they've come to a conclusion that says, hey, all truth is relative, what I want to do is explore their story mm. and say, hey, how would you come to that conclusion? You know, um, if I'm being snarky, I'd say, well, is that truth relative? You know, so... <laughs> <laughs> they're making an absolute statement about something that they're trying to say is relative. But anyway, mm. um, so there's a logical fallacy there. But, but what I'd prefer to do is get them to tell me their story. And then what, what you can do through that is validate their experience, validate their perception, validate their, the reality of what they've experienced and perceived, but invite them to explore other angles of what they have looked through, at their, through with their own lens yeah in other words, again, yeah. recognizing those limitations, recognizing sometimes our narrow view, and then being able to invite them to explore other other angles after validating
0: the realness of their experience and their pain and whatever else has occurred in their life mm. so the The purpose of this talk is marketing is the process of dealing with people, and how do you help shift perceptions mm-hmm. because some are fixed, some start early. Some are owned and never reviewed the rest of their life. Don't you know some people that didn't change their whole life? Oh, yeah. They said, well, this is the way I am. And, you know, if you, don't, if you can't accept me, you never will. And, and if you don't like me, you never will. Like, you know what I mean? There's just some people that are fixed that go, this is my reality. I, I perceive that I have to live this way and I'm going to. But the author says, C- can we separate that there are strong areas and there are weak areas? Mm, yeah, and can we work on some of the weak areas?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is like a mental warfare, you know, that's going on. This is a battle, <laughs> and and you and I as Christians then add this this uh, this other layer of, well, what's all the change about, and why work on changing? Why not just be? Who we decided our, our, our truth from our experiences and how we're going to go through. It. Why can't we just love Jesus and stay the same?
1: Mm. Because that's not bearing the identity that we're called to. So we're, we're actually called to be like Jesus. So if essentially I'm saying, hey, you know what? I love Jesus and I want to keep looking at porn. That's inconsistent with being like Jesus. Mm. Jesus says, if your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so Mm. I don't think we can be consistent in saying, hey, just because my perception over here is this must be good because it feels good doesn't jive with the fact of if you're a Christian, you're called to be like Jesus. Mm. And so therefore you, you can't be looking at porn while simultaneously saying I'm a follower of Jesus.
0: So So when I was talking about the strong stuff and the weak stuff, most men need to strengthen their sexual side. I mean, we just were poorly trained, mm-hmm. right? We picked up bad, some mistruths. All men are like this, and you, you men can't change. Men are pigs, don't you know that? Yeah, you don't I mean, have a choice. You must do this. Yeah, these, and yeah. so how do you take your weak sides and, and, and bring them before the cross and take ownership of those? And, and the answer is in small pieces, I think. Mm-hmm. You said it earlier, you, you peel away one layer, and then what, you found another layer of humanity. Yep, got to peel that All away. Right. And, and you live for a while, and then, I mean, this whole life is about transformation and taking small steps and making progress in this transformation. So, you know, I'm pulling some terms off this sheet here about narrowing your focus. In what area, if you worked in, could you get the biggest movement in your life? Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you say, to, for most men, it's the sexual?
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and even within that, you've got to start small. You've got to say, listen, where is my most, where am I most vulnerable to sexual temptation? Start there mm. and start taking some, having a
0: small, small steps. Small steps narrow and, focus. It's a battle, right? There's genuine weakness in you. It's wrapped in misperceptions
1: and recognizing that that change requires boundaries. I mean, if you think of it, if you're going to, di- if you've had a river flowing in one direction and you you need to divert it 90 degrees in another direction, you can't do that by simply trying to trying to scoop the water in the other. You have to create a a dam. You have to create a boundary there to redirect. And I think that's the mental battle that's going on mm. when you've been so used to flowing so to speak in one direction and now you're starting to realize that has been leading me off a cliff
0: oh wow yeah
1: so I need to go in this other direction Mm -hmm. do the small things that are going to build that dam to redirect that that energy in the other direction so
0: here's my closing from the 22 immutable laws of marketing when you're marketing find a great idea the author says then go get the money and exploit that idea push it market it but in what we're doing, go find a, a great biblical truth mm-hmm. that will set you free, and then pay whatever it takes. You sell the field for that great mm-hmm. treasure that's buried there, right? You do everything. You take one great idea. You bring all your resources, you know, and you do it not on your, of your own will, mm-hmm. right? As unto the Lord. And I would say a good place to start with that practically is
1: just. Uh, Meditate on Romans 12, 1 and 2, this idea of being transformed by the renewing of your mind. We're going to have to leave it there. We are grateful that you've been with us. And uh, if you'd like some more help uh, along this journey, just please contact us. We'd love to be able to walk alongside you and help you move forward. And we look forward to having you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.